What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. Sometimes this is episode, it does. Sometimes it does. This is episode 297, broken up into two parts, A and B. B? Thank you. 297A, posting on 927, will be a discussion on The Woman King, theatrically released, and 297B, posting on B? 930, will be a discussion <laughs> on Me Time, uh, an exclusive from Netflix. I am your host, Grayson Maxwell. Joining me as he does every week is my co-host, Roger Stillian, our lovely perma guest, Chris Bond. Gentlemen, how's it going? What's up? Oh, it's going. I'm tired today. Yeah? <laughs> why, why, tired, why, why, why are you tired, Chris? Why are you tired, Chris? So, me and my wife went out to Black Sheep, which is like a... What is Black Sheep? Chris? It is a local winery vineyard in our area. It's a nice place. Very nice. Cool place and, to uh, go, by the and way. And we got some wine, and I won't go into, into detail, but my wife got super drunk. <laughs> I heard somebody had a real good time. We had a great time. Mm-hmm. We both did. But I was up a little late last night making sure that uh, that she was all right. That her good time would properly end it, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired today. Hey, man. Listen, that's part of being a husband sometimes. Oh, yeah. oh no. She, I would be remiss to say as if I ever didn't have to do that for my wife after a long night of we don't go out, a good time. We don't go out that often, and she works real hard, so she, she definitely unwound. Good. We had a really good time. How hungover is she? She's. <laughs> uh, and she specifically told me not to talk about this on the podcast, so I can't wait till she hears yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, it won't be until Tuesday at the earliest. So. True. I'm safe till then. This is no. Sunday night, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's just talk for one second. Can we just let's talk, talk about, about wine hangovers? Yeah. Sure. Let's talk about how much hangovers Fucking... suck, dude. They're just. Oh, listen, so. I've got that. So Chris doesn't drink very much. I don't, and I also don't get hangovers. So, but I haven't I been. Don't find I, that to be true. I may not have been properly drunk enough, but I've been pretty drunk sometimes. But yeah, I don't drink that often. It's you like, also told me once that you've never successfully gotten day drunk, which that's is true. A goddamn travesty. Yeah, I try. I tried recently, and like, and my wife knew it was the plan and everything, and like, we just couldn't get it accomplished. So yeah, I don't know. What, I don't know what's wrong with me. I suck. I mean, legitimately. Just hang out with me for like a weekend. I'll Listen, teach you how to be dangerous. Wait for the invite. I, all I, you have I, to do I, is. I don't invite myself. Man. All you have to do is sit here and watch sports and continue to drink this. I'm not that guy. Eventually, you will be drunk. I promise. I'm not that guy that shows up and un- uninvited. You know what good. I mean? All right. You got to make that. We'll happen. rectify that sometime right. soon. Sounds good. Yeah. Good. Bring the family. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know if we'll drink. The kids might not get too drunk, though. Oh, well, I mean. That'd probably be in bad taste. That seems like a waste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Grayson? How's your week? Uh, my week was good. I just did work. Um, we are winding down. We are a couple weeks away now from being done with this Netflix feature on in accounting. That's nice. Everyone's starting to leave. Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, you got any lined cool. up next? I do. I don't want to talk about any of it because I don't want um, – I, I have some things But we'll talk on. about it later then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, one is the one that I, I'm, I might go on to is Young Rock in Tennessee. Oh, the series. Not, yeah, the series. I'm not – like crazy about that one, but one of my friends is on it. And I really like working with him, so I may end up doing that. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, over the so yesterday I went to this. Uh, it's like a I don't know. It's it's in I don't know. I actually don't know what it's called, but it's in a lot of cities. Pittsburgh is one of the cities that hosts it, and there's a thousand people. Um, it is. It's a. It's like a flash dinner party. And what? here the couple of rules: you bring everything, so you have to bring your table, you have to bring your food. Like it's a very organized event, and like the and it's very formal, and you have to be dressed head to toe in white, all white. So and it's got to be, and it's formal. So you can't just wear like white sweats. You have white pants. I I I bought some for this event specifically. (laughs) 
and white shoes and everything. I'll just, you know, if I do it again, I'll just save them. But you know, you know the brown pants rule. <laughs> like, who? Good luck. What's the brown pants rule? It's from Deadpool. It's a poop joke. Oh, okay. I figured it was from the dead, a poop joke. Yeah. Don't you have a movie podcast? Shut up, man. I haven't watched Deadpool in a long time. <laughs> um, it was a lot of fun, though. Um, we. I got to. I danced my heart out. I drank a little, a little too much. Have a little too um, much wine, did you? I did. Uh, was that champ- a white wine? And champ- champagne. Yeah, I had some champagne. Had some good food. Met some cool champagne people. Will fuck you up too, by the way. Yeah, it will. I thought that. See, that's the one that hits you out of nowhere. You're like, woo. I only had champ. I've only had champagne at my wedding. Oh, so I probably wasn't even good champagne. I don't even know. That's just bubbly. I was really drunk. That yeah. Time. No. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. First time I've ever done that event, and it was. It was quite the event, so I look forward to it next year. Wait, am I the only one that didn't get fucking drunk this week? I think oh so. Oh my god, god what happened? What has happened to you? How are you going to get showed up by these two amateurs? I know. Yeah. Just, what what, what has happened here? What has mm. happened? Indeed, amateur. Yeah, all so that's, it's been a All I did was week. watch football and hang out. Even though I am in the middle of like a six or, what, eight day work. Street, yeah, one of those two. I just came yeah. off. One well, it's because so I'm off next weekend. I will be nice. Yeah, uh, attending a soccer match like I'm known Very to cool. do. Very spend cool. the weekend in Columbus. And yeah. So yeah, I'll probably watch whatever movie we're talking about next week in Columbus movie theater. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There you go. Way. There you go. Yeah, so good. You, I, I know you like those sporting events. You and your friends get stupid drunk. It's always good. Well, it's hard to get super drunk there because it gets super expensive. Super you get drunk expensive. before. There you go. <laughs> mm. well, good. I hope you'll enjoy that because you do. I know you enjoy both those things: drinking and sports. <laughs> Soccer. I do. I do love sports. Watch mm. watch a lot of football. It's peak football. It's fall. Fall has yeah. happened. Yeah. So. And boy, I, as, really I, as, a, I as a Chandler am at my ultimate power at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it really kind of felt like it a couple for at least one or two days there. It really kind of oh, felt yeah. fall. Uh, two days chilly. ago, it was forty three degrees when yep. I left my house, and uh, I loved it. Yeah, because I don't really give a shit about that. I'm still in shorts and a t-shirt. Yep. Yeah. So, I'm very much built for the the fall and the winter. Time. Oh yeah, I don't like being sweaty. I'm short and fat. I'm have a, <laughs> I'm a big beard. Girls, same. Yeah, it's about right. <laughs> so, doesn't bother me. It's been a pretty tame week though. Uh, Grayson, well, we are you have, wearing a sweater? I am wearing a hoodie. Thank you. Mm. Why do you wait? Hold on. What does that have to do with anything? It's for the week. What? I'm a little okay. Yes, I, I wear sweaters to work. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I may have just missed that. Well, whatever, completely. It's okay. okay, I got great. it. Chris got I it. Wear, <laughs> I wear sweaters to work a lot. Yes, even but my building, I don't know what's going on, but I can literally see my breath in my building. I don't Ooh. know why it's so cold. Now, that would be I, cool for like a minute. Yeah. No, because but here's the thing. Actually, be cold for a while. So when when I when, <laughs> I, when I got there in May, Weather it was humor. kill me. When I got there in May, it was it was hot because they couldn't get the AC to work, and now they finally figured out how to turn the AC on full blast, and it's September. <laughs> and it was forty degrees <laughs> a couple of days ago. Yeah, so I'm really worried tomorrow is going to be like thirteen degrees in the in the building. It's just obviously not that low, but it was so cold on Thursday and Friday that it was it's barely it's not it's inappropriate to have people in that work environment. So uh, one last thing about uh, weather and air conditioning related things. When I was in college in my college dorm room. Our air conditioner that was built right under the wall, because I lived in a high-rise apartment, a high-rise dorm building. So it went from 80, 75, and down, all the way to 50. Yeah. Well, hold on. Underneath 50, there was a snowflake. Underneath the snowflake, there were two snowflakes. (laughs) 
Ours was set on double snowflake year-round. Nice. It was incredibly... God. No. Well, I think about it sometimes, like, it was funny for a while, but then you'd wake up, like, <laughs> like shivering. <laughs> yeah, but that's the best sleep, right? When it's so cold on the outside of the blanket that well, everything in you Well, until you wake up shivering, and then you're like, I'm dying. Like, I'm actually dying. <laughs> I, so, I, I can speak to this a little bit. When I got my first apartment, uh, I had, my roommate bailed on me in the middle of, uh, like, me living there. I didn't know about it. We worked opposite shifts. Uh, so, so he, how long was he gone for? Well, for four months before my landlord told me that I was backed up on the rent. Well, so, like, I shut everything off that I could. I had no uh, no heat for a little while. Oh, like, winter. to cut bills down? Yeah, as and, and I had a bro- and there was a broken window in my bedroom. It was so cold. I slept in two hoodies, two blankets, and Man. would wake up, and it was just like, you could see your breath when you woke up in the morning. In my room. Yeah, it was, I, I've been there, man. God damn, you basically camped. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I camp in this apartment. <laughs> Four months like, before he told you you were late on rent, huh? Yeah, yeah. What did hey. what happened after that? That's a gotta um, be. Um, I I got a second job. I caught up on I caught up on the rent. And I moved out because I couldn't afford it. Jesus, yeah, was what it was. That's bad luck, right there. Yeah. Four really... fucking months. Like yeah. you didn't even like. No, yeah, I was just giving my like I like I I, I delivered my my half of the rent to my landlord. Cause I here here's my half of the rent. He's like. Well, we need to talk about the other the other four months that you only paid me half the rent, because I guess he assumed that my roommate told me that he moved out because he told my roommate told him he moved out. Oh, yeah, I just never got back. I can't believe you let it go for four months before he said something. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the. I shame mean, if part, you made but... four half rents, you're only two months behind. Technically, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but man, yeah, it's tough. Jesus. One of those one of those things. Yeah, I, I moved to Arizona right after that. <laughs> oh, skirting the law, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Skirting the law, yes, sir. I don't. I don't. I've never really had terrible luck with roommates. I've been pretty lucky, actually. Yeah. Uh, I, I know a lot. Of well, good people, for you, know, buddy. But I mean, it's just like I hear a lot of roommate horror stories, and I've never actually had terrible roommates. No, I, I don't, you don't. You don't really know how somebody is until you actually live yeah. with them, though. That was my best friend growing up that did that to me. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't know. So I was my one of my very good friends was my college roommate for like most the whole time we lived there, and mm-hmm. got a little flaky at the end. Yeah. And this is this is after we lived together for like three and a half or four years, and I'm just like, do you even go to school anymore? And he was like, <laughs> No, I don't. And I was like, Oh, that's a lot of explaining. Well, can you move your car so I can go to class? <laughs> like, <laughs> those are real conversations I was having Wait, at eight so, in the morning. So he dropped out his his senior year. I mean, I don't know how far along he was at the time. Yeah. But, oh. yeah, so, like, I, I got up, and I was getting ready for work, or getting ready to go to school, go to class. It was, like, 8.39 in the morning. wasn't stupid early or anything. And I was like, hey, man, I need you to move your car. He's like, he just throws me the keys. He's like, go ahead, move it. I was like, don't you got to go to class? He's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, shit, I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to yeah. class, I don't care. Turns out he was just working now. He just... <laughs> Just go to work. I just got a job. It's crazy. pretty much. <laughs> Why would you? But that seems an awful waste to go all the way up to that point and then just stop. Just people, finish. People, well, I mean, it's not like you. Here's the thing: you can pause college indefinitely. Yeah. Basically, mm-hmm. you just got to go back and finish it. Like that's it. Yeah, well, no, weird, oh, no, no. Credits are only good for seven years for the American accreditation system. Seven years, all they're good for. You're acting like seven years is a small gap in time. Well, I'm just saying, if you if you're gone for seven years, you have to retake all those classes again. Well, yeah, so, I mean, what's the I, point? I, think, I, I, think, I think that's not the point of the conversation, though. Yep. I mean, sure, but fine. Seven years is a long time. Yeah. Because seven years, listen, 
if you're 21 when you leave school and 28 when you kick it back on, that's forever. Yeah, that really is forever. <laughs> yeah, the Algebra 2 class isn't going to really carry through at that point. You're going to relearn, relearn some maths. I'll be so fucked <laughs> if I go back to the math class at this point. I work with numbers every day. I've done it a couple of times, man. It's it's messy. It's messy work. I, I think we all would. That's I why still they still dominate English, though. But that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, are you smarter than a fifth grader? Like, that's the whole, like, it's not that you're stupid. It's the fact that you haven't, like... Like yeah, a fifth grader can probably name thirty of thirty of all the state capitals. I couldn't because I I haven't touched that stuff for so long. So you know? here here's a real test as somebody who is now forty, and you guys are, you know, getting into that age bracket. Yeah, yeah. Could you legitimately look at a map of the United States and know what each state was? Not each. Nope. No. Nope, right. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't that fucking terrify oh, you a little bit? Cause hold you're on. Just like, because you knew immediately, like, absolutely not. Why would that terrify me? I have a cell phone now with GPS. No, hold, yeah. on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, I could. Oh yeah, remember when your teacher's like, "Are you always gonna have a calculator for real life situations?" Fuck yes. you. Yes, I am. <laughs> Math so, bullshit. I bet you, to your request, I bet you, I could, I could very confidently point out at least half the states. Half. Good. I could, 20, 25 out of fifty. Maybe that's an F, bro. <laughs> Hold on a second. I said very. I could, maybe not very confidently, but I'm pretty sure I could point out maybe another fifteen. After that, I'm a little lazy. You'd probably so, you'd probably know more than you'd give yourself credit for, but you're not gonna know. All. That's the thing. It's not fifty, right? Here's the thing. My wife, she, I bet she could easily do all the states and the capitals, but she's big. She she just she knows geography. She she she's appalled by my how much I don't know about like just basically like what's west, what's east of here, and all this other stuff. Like she measures, she measures things in time, not distance. How long would take me to get there? What's well, about ten minutes? The fuck does that even mean? Been on a road for ten minutes. Is that like three miles? Yeah. I, I don't know. It's four minutes. I need, you to, I need you to go to the east. Those words mean nothing to me. Yeah, right, right or right or left. What that say? It's about ten minutes as the crow flies. Yeah. What, what the fuck? What the fuck does that mean? All right, gentlemen, let's get into the episode, shall we? This is episode 297 this is the worst of. This episode we've ever done. Uh, no, no, no. This is our strongest work yet. Strongest. This is going to be good. This is peak. This is peak <laughs> us. All right. This is episode 297 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. On, on Podbean, which distributes to, to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current outcome releases, what streaming trailers and movies of the week. Without further ado, as Roger says, let's go to au jus sauce. Au jus sauce is delicious. French dip. Oh, man. Some onions, some sliced steak. Oh, oh yeah. All right. Dip. Number one, don't worry, darling. 19.2 million domestic worldwide of 30 million. And that one, uh, I know we were talking a little bit about um, a little bit before we started recording, but that one, um, Chris, I think you said has, I think you might know more than me because you were confident in saying it, has a lot of negative buzz around. <laughs> Currently, yeah, it does. But I mean, I I want to wait till I see it to really like justify anything that's being said on either side of that. Look at that. That's a very good way to go about that. <laughs> to not yeah. make a snap judgment before you watch the movie. It's yeah, weird. I mean, it's weird that that's the correct take. Don't get me wrong. I've read some headlines and I'm anticipating some stuff, but I, I still want to see it for myself before I get you know, into it. All right, number two, The Woman King, 11.1 domestic, bringing its worldwide to 39, sorry, 37.6 uh, million bucks Ooh. office. We're going to talk about that one a little later in the episode. That's, that's less than I thought it'd be making. Yeah, agreed. Avatar, number three, 10.1, 10.0 million. This is, a, of course, a important note. It's a re-release of Avatar with some Way of the Water content added, which brings its 
to domestic 10, which brings us worldwide to 30.5 million. So it's definitely going to regain that massive lead that James Cameron does enjoy, I'm sure. Yeah, number, number four, Barbarian, 4.8 million domestic, bringing in 29.9 million worldwide. That's that horror film. Nine. Shouldn't you have said Avatar worldwide, 2.64 billion? Yeah. Well, but it doesn't say that on. Oh, okay. Like <laughs> whatever ungodly number Avatar actually has attached to it. For some reason, they're not like it's not connecting to. Oh. Well, uh, so they, they did that with the uh, with the Spider Man re release too. They didn't connect it to. No. No. Mm. Yeah, they did. They let them run run solo numbers for whatever they're tracking. All right, number number five, Pearl, one point nine million domestic, bringing in a worldwide of six point six million domestic. Not a strong showing for that one, though the budget couldn't have been much for that one. So. Mm, no, it was low. Yeah, I'm sure it was super low. There's your box up. Well, actually, let's, let's, let's see where old Top Gun is sitting. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, it's dropped to number nine this week. Well, it, it only took 23 weeks <laughs> to drop to number nine. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick as a worldwide of 1.471 billion. Not going to hit that 1.5 billion mark. But yeah, that's yeah. Right. It, had, it had a hell of a run, though. Damn, you're damn straight. I watched it again. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. Good for you, Roger. Good for, good for you. You are a true American. All right, gentlemen, let's take a look at current upcoming releases. Let's take a look at the release window. I got all excited about Edge tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's take a look at what came out this past weekend is Avatar re-release. Important to note, it's got some Way of the Water content. It's only taken James Cameron 13 years to give us a sequel to Avatar. So. Which we haven't officially gotten yet. No, true. I mean, so we can't say that until it actually comes out. <laughs> Because if you remember, years and years ago, it was supposed to be, what was it, Roger? Was it the episode eight or episode nine that was supposed to start the Star Wars? Yeah, it was like four years ago. It was supposed to be there was going to be a Star Wars for the holiday. The next year was going to be Avatar, and then Star Wars was alternate, right? For like for like six, yeah, like three and three, and it just never happened. So, but it's been. I mean, it's been several years since that. So you're 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 right, Chris. Until we get it, yeah. Until I'm sitting in the theater (laughs) watching the, the. the uh the movie the what the, the previews for the movies waiting for avatar it's not real yet it's yeah. not real december 16th think how long i've actually been on this show that's Amen, true brother. legitimately yeah all right gentlemen let's take a look at uh so starting out september 23rd god it's like doesn't it seem like two weeks ago it was march or something and now it's like september no avatar two, really- two weeks ago <laughs> it was september 11th thank you don't worry darling and avatar so check those one out September twenty eighth, which is a Wednesday, Blonde on Netflix. That is the uh, that's the Marilyn Monroe biop or Anadarmus. Yeah, Anadarmus. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, for a funny thing, Chris Evans did a funny take on talking about that. If you see a social media, you should check that out. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, September thirtieth, Bros, Hocus Pocus two finally coming out on Disney Plus, and Smile. It's gonna be a big week. Then nothing until October seventh. We're skipping in the, the first week in Jeez. October. We're, yeah, we're skipping completely. No, no, that's not right. No, no, you're, you're no, you're right. That's it's no, it's no November that's getting skipped. I just got my, my brain went ahead. Um, no, October seventh is Amsterdam and Lyle Lyle Crocodile. October fourteenth, Halloween ends on theatrical and Peacock. Yeah, so Peacock. Watch that streaming. Peacock. Um, October twenty one, which is Friday, Black Adam and Ticket to Paradise. So I saw a little thing for Black Adam. Apparently, some if you're lucky enough to live in a city who's just retooled um, their IMAX, it's for Black Adam. So apparently, if Wait, you watch, told. yeah, they're like they added some some upgrades to stuff to the IMAX auditoriums. 
apparently watching Black Adam is supposed to be the first movie with the new IMAX upgrades, like Ooh. sound. And like some of the like, it's supposed to like the bass and the because you're right. Like, IMAX like, sound before was dog shit. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's incredible, bro. I'm, I'm. I think it's you know the first of many efforts to like it actually teleports you into frame. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the one of many efforts that's meant to make theaters still you know with so that'll be forty six dollars a ticket. So that's fine. Listen, I'm already ready for Black Adam, so. If there's a chance for me to go see it in IMAX, I, I might because I, I think that movie's going to be really freaking good. I'll tell you what, Chris, you come up to Pittsburgh, I will buy your IMAX admission ticket. Heard, understood. I'll come you, taking you uh, up on it, Grayson. I heard your uh, your AMC A list is getting more expensive for you. It is, and I wasn't too happy about that. Only because like everything, all the streaming services that we have, like everything, nickel and dime, they have all gone up this year. Yeah, so why wouldn't AMC? Upgrade the price of their streaming well, service. Hold on, quote. mine hasn't gone up yet. Well, see, no, you might. I have. You have the only one that is for one state. No, <laughs> I've used it in multiple states. Okay, well, the one that includes California and New York and a cup in San Francisco. Well, sorry, Los Angeles, San Francisco. That includes several big cities. I have the most expensive plan because well, no I travel matter, a lot for no, work. No wonder yours got oh, it. Big fancy man. No no, 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 no. But I've had that for. Two years now, and it's it's never gone up past twenty one ninety nine. You're surprised that the one that includes the most expensive state in the United States to live or do anything in it got more expensive. I yes, I am. Truth be told, because it's like, why didn't the other ones go up? Why just mine? I don't get it. Do the other ones include California? So the ones. It's so close. if you if you live in California, you can still get the 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 cheapy AM, AM, AMCA list like Roger has. Mine which also works, you, which you, also works for IMAX. Roger, you yeah. peasant. Yeah, you peasant. <laughs> Sure, sure. I'm just saying it's just a little. I mean, I I remember when Amazon for one year was like fifty bucks. Yeah. And now it's what? Now it's a hundred 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 thirty seven all inclusive because my credit card company just stopped. They have to do some digging. Like, oh, that's Amazon's read thing, so we're going to turn your card back on. I said, thank you, but one hundred thirty seven dollars. I mean, my God. Even your bank was like, hey, bro, look how expensive this is. All right. (laughs) Back on track. October 28th, pray for the devil until goes wider. I saw my first first trailer for that when we we went and saw Woman uh, Woman King. Pray pray for the devil or till? Pray for the devil. Okay. I'm I'm super interested in this movie. You should should, should be. Roger's all nope for all kinds of horror stuff. So no, no, November 4th, there's nothing coming out. That's where my brain went. November 11th, so from October 28th to November 11th, there's no theatrical releases. It's a long time for that. Armageddon time, uh, Black Panther, Wakanda forever. That's going to be a big week. Yes. Wakanda forever. And so in theaters that week, also the Fablemans, um, it, it goes, you know, the cities, it, it, you know, the, before it goes wide. And then Limited we have... Release. And then we have November 18th, which for some – I've been – I guess I've been watching movies that didn't have this trailer on it. But She Said, which is, again, another movie with the Weinstein thing. Yeah. It's focusing well, no, on – Well, not another one. This is specifically about the Weinstein thing. Well, yeah, but wasn't there – what was the one we watched on Hulu about the the, the assistant, which was heavily influenced by the, the oh, Weinstein yeah. thing? Yeah, maybe. Sure. It was like undertones of it, though. It but this one's like straight up Adam. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder – so the couple in front of me – the couple in front of me said, and I was at I, I went to Cinemark this morning so I could see it. Um, they he said, it's I don't think it's fair to only get one side. And she she turned her head. To the, <laughs> she no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. She turned her head to the left and said, 
what's the pro side of the argument? <laughs> but like, she's like, dead. He's she's that like, man is dead. That man is she, dead. Like, she's dead. like, why is Weinstein's a shitbag. Yeah, why? What's the pro side of the argument? I mean, I believe I talked about that what almost five years ago now when all this stuff came out. And I was like, "Fuck that dude!" Yeah, like if, even if a third of this stuff is true, fuck him. Yeah, and there are a lot of uh, just say Weinstein. I think you're gone for a while, buddy. All right, let's talk about November twenty third. Bones and all, devotion. The yes. Fablemans, Strange I think Devotion World. looks fucking good. I, I the first What's couple the, the Korean War airplane. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first couple of trailers we saw didn't. I don't think did the movie any justice. But I, I think they were also still working on editing. So that's. But like the new trailer, I, I think the make the makes the movie look very very entertaining. Yeah. So I'm I'm very very excited for this. On November 24th, which is Thursday, Disenchanted on Disney Plus. That's probably when that's Pinocchio. That's Enchanted too, right? Yeah, the yeah the, the sequel to Enchanted. That's probably when Pinocchio should have come out. Is that seems more like a hold on? Back. Pinocchio should not have come out at all. Yeah, well, agreed. I've corrected you. Thank, thank you. But we're, did we talk about last week how we think it could have benefited from a a little while with doing the yeah animation? yeah for, yeah for the CGI sure. polishing yeah yeah and then November starts off weaker than I think it's ever started off with Violent Night. That's on December 2nd. And then December 9th, House Party, which we have yet to see an official trailer for, at least on this show. And then a man, which is December 14th, which is a Wednesday, a man called Otto shot in Pittsburgh. So if you're local, check that one out. You might notice some of the some of the shooting. And December 16th, big day for me, Avatar Way of the Water, our 13 years later sequel from my favorite director, James Cameron. Still not confirmed. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, you see, you're right, Chris. Until it comes out, it's still not confirmed. <laughs> December 21st, which is a Wednesday, I want to dance with somebody in Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. December 23rd, which is a Friday, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. That's on Netflix, remember? And December 25th, which is Sunday, also Christmas Day, Women Talking Goes Wider, and then nothing till the end of the year. So there is the full theatrical big theatrical release up through the end of 2022 hmm. which if yeah, you ask me is show man i know yeah. well, Shit. it's hard cold outside man it's i mean it's getting there it's over it's cold might <laughs> <laughs> as well be christmas this is over <laughs> all right let's take a look at what's streaming this week we're taking a look at disney plus uh i chose one that I, many of you will have watched the sequel that just dropped hocus pocus by director Kenny Ortega, Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Najimy, 1993. What do you guys think about that? <laughs> I couldn't care less. I've never, I've, never, I've never been a big Hocus Pocus guy. I've seen it a couple of times. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not excited for it. You know, if my kid wants to turn it on, maybe. But even then, I might veto that one. What about you, Roger? Any, any interest in the sequel? I think I've only seen the original Hocus Pocus like twice in my life. And I couldn't tell you a single thing about it. They laugh a lot, like witches. All I can remember. I mean, that's that's fair. Being a witch is hilarious, though. Everyone knows this. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Actually, you know what I just watched uh, today while I was getting uh, have my coffee and eggs is um, Hubie Halloween. <laughs> Stop. I know. As bad as that movie may have come across, I have to say I really appreciate the fan service that movie did, and it brought up all the characters from. A lot of well, a lot of character actors from Sandler's previous films. I just thought that movie is brilliant the way it it did that. Like it's it was almost an entire appendices of his complete works up till that point. So I I, I kind of really dug that. Shoo-be, one. Shoo-be-doo-boy. <laughs> Hubie, Hubie, Hubie. 
Yes, sir. <clears throat> yeah, I really didn't hate that one as much as I did, but that's for another day. Well, that's good that you picked Hocus Pocus then instead of Hubie Halloween. Oh, Hubie Halloween <laughs> wasn't on Disney Plus, buddy. Yeah, it was on. And then it was on Netflix. All right, Roger, tell us about a big movie called Big Hero Six by director Ryan Potter with Scott Adsett, Jamie Chung, T.J. Miller, Daniel Henney, Alan Tudyk, Maya Rudolph, 2014. Tell us about it. So, Big Hero Six is one of my favorite. Like, well, I, I would probably say one of the most underrated Disney movies in the last. Uh, 10 plus years um it looks beautiful um it's basically like their version of a three like a like a 3d animated um anime Mm -hmm. um and it's fun as hell it is you get baymax who is like a medical robot that they strap armor on and becomes a complete badass and you know his little friends and they team up and stop crimes and things and it is a good story. It's emotional and it it really does work. It hits so you, it hits you in the feels at the end yep. too. It's it's a good movie. They do their and usual thing and make you want to die. I'm still yeah. It's not a Pixar, um, and I actually think that that's a good thing in this case because you definitely get the anime style. Like I mean, what's the city they're in? Uh, San Fran Tokyo. Yeah, yep. Yeah, San Fran Okio. Sorry, yeah, not so Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Okio, and yeah, it's awesome. So if you haven't seen it, then. It's hard. You'd be hard pressed to find somebody who has never seen that movie, but it's it's a good one, man. Hmm. Baymax rules. I agree. I I I ask my daughters if they want to put it on every now and then, and they still say no, but they haven't like really seen it, seen it. So I'm ready for like them both to be into. Let's it. really sit down and watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think they'll I don't think Big Hero Six though is really aimed at super super young. I mean, it's aimed at young kids, but like not really, super super young. It definitely it is like it's it's more my my seven about to be eight year old speed than it is my my four year old. Don't get me wrong, sure. but yeah, it's just one of those movies where when the, when they're ready to watch it, I'm going to enjoy myself. Yep. And there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of real study brilliance in Big Hero Six too that doesn't really hit you until after you're done. Like you're thinking about it after yeah. watching it, thinking about it. like that's that's the that's the inherent value in Big Hero Six. I think. I mean, it's big family, big family stuff here. So. Right. Mm-hmm. Chris, we got a little movie that you want to tell people to check out is in Black Panther. It made a few dollars if if you remember back in the day. Director Small Ryan movie, you may have heard of it. By director <laughs> by director Ryan Coogler, the late Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, Lupita Nyong'o, Martin Freeman, Daniel Kaluuya, Sterling K. Brown, Angela Bassett, Andy Serkis, and that's just a few. But Chris, tell us why you like Black Panther. I mean, you said that's just a few. That's a that's a that's a huge cast, man. Now this uh this is one of my favorite Marvel movies. And I actually, I'm really excited to rewatch this before the next Black Panther movie uh, comes out. But it's it has one of the strongest male leads in the Marvel universe. It has it tells an awesome story with everyone in this movie gets a, a chance to shine, and it has incredible in, villain. Oh yeah, that's to say, in my opinion, the best besides Thanos, the best Marvel villain that's happened with with Killmonger. And I think he, I think they're tied for me for Marvel villains. Just a great, greatly written character expertly acted and michael b jordan uh in interviews he he like he he took that role above and beyond what was like intended of it he he went into characters so hard for that his methodology behind it is really interesting to read about when he talks about it just a fantastic cast and some of the stuff that we're going to talk about today has um has direct links one-to-one from this movie black panther and with the uh the woman king so it's just it's just interesting stuff that ties in that's a that's a hell of I mean the one thing that people always talk about when Black Panther is 
man, the villain is is amazing. <laughs> Killmonger well, so, is a great villain. I mean, not not to not to like you know put down any all the other roles in the movie, but it's just it is a very strong villain. Which because that's not usually the Marvel thing, right? Marvel has you know, a lot of time strong like, heroes, weak villains. Yeah, weak weak villains. You Weaker. know, they have they have the horde villain a lot, where it's just a lot of faceless stuff. But you know, the Killmonger by Michael B. Jordan, man, it's it's just some of the best stuff you'll see acting wise in or inside or outside of a superhero movie. Oh, I, I agree, and that was back in the good days of uh, the MCU <laughs> before it got post uh, post of Infinity. No, post Endgame, it got it's been going downhill for for a bit. But that was I when mean, it's, that was that, mean, Black Panther was arguably when it was at some of its strongest as um, far as story goes. I just want to say Disney Marvel. Uh, I don't share any opinions of Grace and Maxwell whatsoever on the show. Thank you. Wait. You would say that what I'm saying that you would contest that? I have no problem with the current state of the MCU. <laughs> oh, I definitely, I, I definitely do. But that's all, that's, that's a story for another, for another, another, another day. Yep, yep, yep. All right, gentlemen, thank you for those submissions. That were Hocus Pocus, Big Hero Six, and Black Panther, all available for your streaming pleasure if you subscribe to Disney Plus. Check those out. Let's talk about some trailers, gentlemen. How do you feel about that? I mean, you got to tell me what, what which one to think about. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's talk about first. Oh, I didn't write them down. What do we? Nice. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about the Santa Claus trailer. Okay, the the Santa Clauses. Yes. Yeah. The, or, or AKA Tim Allen needs money. Now, well, I see. I don't think it's that. I think this is just they want to make up for not letting him be in Lightyear. Yeah, that's what it is. Because it is on Disney Plus, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, but there's some Tim Allen as of last week has really he he really stepped in it. With talking, he did some political commentary. He made a joke about uh, a current president, and it. And if you if you check Twitter comments, trust me, he did not. It's not well liked. But, I assure I mean, you, I won't do that. <laughs> um, but here, but I I've always liked Tim Allen. I always liked him in the Santa Claus. I've always liked him on Home Improvement. And it wasn't it wasn't until it it was around the same time I learned that like. Bob Saget, he played this wholesome dude in Danny Tanner, and then like, but his comedy when I first started like really getting into his comedy is like the raunchiest stuff on the planet. You know, Tim like, Allen got arrested for having like four pounds of cocaine once, right? Yeah, that, that was that was yes, <laughs> that was in his so younger days. Like, I don't think I was even born yet when that when that Yo, was he, thing. But he had to be nuts all up on coke. He though, right? he 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 was, but for, for the same reason. As Daphne mentioned, I, I still think it works in Tim Allen's favor to be in the in this role. Yeah, I think it works fair. for him. I think it's one of more, his more iconic roles. Uh, I think he needs this as kind of a comeback thing, which he's been working on lately. I'm okay with it. A lot of people are not. But I, I see – well, given the teaser – excuse me. I think up. Given the teaser trailer, do you guys have any reason to doubt that Tim Allen will just be Tim Allen? Sorry, 1.4 pounds of cocaine. I wanted to make sure I got it. <laughs> I mean – Tim Allen is, I mean, he's an able actor and he's fine and he's funny. I don't think, you know, it, it, it's, I don't think he, his ability to act will make this movie. If this movie's bad, it's not going to be because Tim Allen's bad. This movie, if it is bad, it's just going to be because of the writing most likely. Well, no, for, and it's, it's also important to say it's, it's not a, it's not a movie. It's a, it's a series on Disney plus. Oh Jesus. Even, a documentary even, filmed in the yeah. <laughs> About Santa Claus, yeah. Even so, I mean, well, I just I'm excited. I'm I, I like the Santa. Claus. I mean, I like the first Santa Claus when Roger always says he murdered Santa Claus. He did. He murdered him. He took his, he stole his identity. Pushed so him off the roof. yeah, he put, <laughs> yeah. All right. So yeah, thumbs up or thumbs down for for, for that one. You guys in I or mean, you out? 
I mean, I'm, I'm generally thumbs down on that one, but I don't think I don't th- Santa Claus. I don't think we're going to talk about it on this show. I just want to talk about the trailer because it's, yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's a big deal that he's back in the role. But that's just me. So I want to make one point about this because listen, I've watched all the other. I think all what there's three Santa Claus movies, right? Are, are you going to oh, mention yeah. the cocaine thing? Again? No, but okay. I could. <laughs> um, he did get arrested for cocaine, cocaine in Kalamazoo, Michigan, in 1978. So uh, we'll, we'll bring that up. <laughs> it's fucking awesome <laughs> and. Um, the thing that I have to say about the show like this is like, who's the audience for this, right? Like, who who are you trying to go for? You know, isn't Santa Claus kind of run its? Well, I mean, is I mean the same thing with? I mean, isn't nostalgia and now an audience for Disney? I mean, my seven year old loves loves Santa Claus. Well, I mean, okay, so so that's fine because, like, look, you know. I'm old enough now. I don't really give a shit about Christmas. Like, and I, I've been pretty adamant about that. You know, retail basically killed my love for that holiday. Yeah, that, that's fair. I've worked, uh, we, I've sure, right. Yeah, you get it. Jesus. So the last thing I want to do, I mean, we talked about this during the Christmas Chronicles movies, which are pretty bad. Um, Grayson likes this. I like the first the, one. Not the second one. The yeah. second one's a disaster. Um, but it's like, I, I don't care. Yeah. Like that's just it. It's just whatever, man. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the the Christmas movies I care about are still the usual, like the usual suspects. Like my wife loves The Grinch, everything about it. So like that's a big one. But like, I don't know any families that clamor to get home and watch The Santa Claus on Christmas Eve. It's just this is not a thing. Well, see, maybe the first Santa Claus, but the other two, I just think are just they don't. Ex- I mean, as far as people remember, like I think when people are like, let's watch Santa Claus. I think they stop after the first one. The closest thing they've had the their thing to a Christmas tradition movie we had as growing up as kids in my family was Jingle All the Way because my because <laughs> so my one cousin is like the biggest Arnold fan that's ever existed. Turbo Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, remember like, when he's remember when, when Ted's like, oh, these cookies are so good. He's like, those are my cookies, Ted. Put the cookie down. Put the cookie down. <laughs> Yeah, wasn't Sinbad in that movie? Yes, yes he was. He's the bad guy. Yeah, he's the other parent trying to get get the the action figure. I mean, at least the bad guy. He's the postman. He would just take them from Amazon packages, like post people have been known to do in the world now. That's true. I just I'm I don't. That's not indictment on the U.S. Postal Service. That's that's (laughs) that's That's a good question, Roger. Who is this for? And I don't. I don't know. That's why, I mean, we're seeing a lot of stuff right now going straight to Disney+. Plus. Obviously, they didn't feel strongly enough to make this a theatrical film. So, or, But, I mean, the climate of the day has changed from films to, to series. And obviously, that behooves Disney to do that because it, it retains viewership from kids. So, I, I just, I, you're right. That's the question to ask is who is this for? And I don't think there's a direct answer for that because the only reason I care about this is Tim Allen is back. And a lot of the old, a lot of the elves that a lot of the people that played those roles are reprising those roles from the Santa Claus. I think that's awesome. That's just me though. Because <laughs> they have nothing else to do. Well, I mean, Crumholtz, David Crumholtz isn't not doing anything. He, just, I mean, he's just not doing a lot. He ain't but, doing nothing. Anyway, so let's uh, so thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm thumbs, thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. Down, probably. Down, probably. Okay, I'll go thumb in the middle. I'll be the middle guy there because... It's a weird place to thumb. Yeah, is it? hey oh, <laughs> Mind your business, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about... I want to dance with somebody. <laughs> I just don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> I want to dance with... was perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. I want to dance with someone. The, the Whitney Houston uh, biopic trailer. Did you say someone? Somebody, I, you sick bastard! Oh, you I want to dance. You can't screw that up. 
I want to do. Oh, sorry. I said somebody the first time and someone the second time. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. What, what what are we thinking? So I think this movie's probably going to be a big deal. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's fucking Whitney Houston, man. I know. So I mean, I'm just not interested. I don't like music documentaries. I don't. I didn't like Bohemian Rhapsody. I didn't like the Elton John Rocket Man. I don't like these style movies. They're not my thing. But I'm sure I'll watch it on this podcast. So. <laughs> I mean, the movie right, probably, well, it looks like it's it's well made. It looks like it's going to be good. It's just I'm just terribly uninterested in in these kinds of movies. And and that's fair. That's just not your thing. That's not your yeah. thing. That's fair. But I think a lot of people. I think Roger's right. Oh no, I'm yeah. sure there's tons. Of I mean, I'm sure that movie. I'm sure there are people chomping at the bit to oh, see yeah. this film, like 100. percent Whitney Houston is one of the biggest names in singing that you can get. Yeah, so, with so, a yeah. with a very tragic end yeah, as well. Yeah. Like I said, um, this movie better end with her dead in the bathtub. Whoa! Whoa! That's Jeez. how she died. I mean, I, I'm, know, I'm sure the I'm sure the hard hard cut before they get to that. Nah. <laughs> um, I gotta say, I'm because one of them, one of the movies that I never understood people's love for is The Bodyguard with Kevin Costner. That's like a like an iconic movie, I, though. I'm, I'm I'm aware it's iconic. I just I just never was into that. Whitney Houston, Kevin Costner, The Bodyguard, the movie. I just never into into, into well, that. I mean, people legitimately though, that has like one of the ultimate songs though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course it does, but it just that matters. It, it does matter, and those same people are going to be very excited to watch this one. So, all the more power to them. Um, I will watch it. I'm, I'm a big fan of Bohemian Rhapsody. Big fan of uh, the the other ones. I'm a big Rocket fan Man. of. Man. I'm a big fan of these. So we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I'm, the casting of the of the woman who's playing Whitney Houston. That's something else I'm very excited to see people's take on. Not that. It matters at, at all what people think, but I would be curious to see uh, how people take that because Whitney Houston is one of you know people love Whitney Houston and all the more power to him. But we'll we will see. Let's talk about a trailer which I think looks a badass. Marvel's Secret Invasion with Nick Fury. Yes, I think you had the best take on this, Roger. After we watched the trailer, this has to be good. It has to be this year's Loki. And if it is good, I think that we definitely get Armor Wars after that, yep. which brings in the Punisher. Well, see, this is the first trailer I've watched for uh, something on Disney Plus that I, I've i been kind of intrigued for. You weren't intrigued for Loki? Uh, it's been a while, I should say, then. It's been a while since I've been That's intrigued. Say, yeah. But, I mean, the past couple, I mean, I, I didn't even, I didn't give, look, She-Hulk is trending to be one of the worst shows ever made on and I, I say what you and, and you're lying if you say you like She-Hulk because you don't. Um, I mean, on, on, on one of the most recent episodes, there's she, plenty that do like it, but it's it's def, She-Hulk, it's, in my opinion, is earning its its criticism. So I know yeah, I agree with good. you. That's that's a that's a very good way to put it, Chris. I think it's earning the, the negative criticism and it's going hard into it. I mean, doesn't on one of the most recent episodes I saw a clip where she twerks for minutes. Why is I that mean, in a Marvel thing? Why working as a part of current. You know, human society. Yeah, it's just sure, a culture fine. thing at this point. What I want as Secret Invasion Grayson's is... anti-twerk. Learn that apparently. <laughs> anti-twerk. I'm, I may have twerked a time or two. I'm just, I'm just what saying. the fuck are you... I, what? <laughs> <laughs> I want to end this show now. <laughs> <laughs> I am hopeful that Secret Invasion starts to get Marvel back on track of where we were a while ago, where things where there were, as I've said before, I didn't think there was many stakes, but there were stakes. As of right now, there's just no. It's just all just fun and games right now. You, it's all just nothing matters. You, you don't think there's stakes in She-Hulk? Well, listen, I, I assure you that something very important happens in She-Hulk. 
fucking Daredevil comes back in full force. But so, di- hold on, the most re- recent episode that didn't happen. People so, are very upset about that. But it's, he's back though. Okay, I've seen well, him in the preview. I know he's there somewhere. <laughs> give him just cowards. Cowards. <laughs> give, give me Charlie Cox. Cowards. <laughs> um. So yes, I, I I think all three of us have. I think <laughs> he catches the brick from Spider Man. <laughs> Like I think I all three of us have thumbs up for yes. for Secret, Secret, Secret Invasion. We're very yes, hyped for this 100%. one. And yeah, looks good, man. Is this? I a, hope they're like forty-five minute episodes too. Yeah, I think Nick Fury deserves forty-five minute episodes. So we'll we'll see. That we'll goatee's looking a little wild, though. Look, you're you're a fan of a good goatee, Roger. So when you gonna so, grow one? Never, because I can't. It's just a mustache. That's all. One need. one day when I, when I when I hit puberty, I'll think about it. All right. Mm. No, not 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 funny. All Swing right, and right. a miss. <laughs> Thank you for that. The little people <laughs> didn't, didn't help either. All right, let's talk about some. Actually, let's talk about the main movie of the week. Are, are we there? We doing this thing? We are indeed right. there, gentlemen. How say you? We're at forty-four minutes. Yeah, yeah you good. Do you just want to score it now? Let's talk about the woman king. Let's get some particulars out of the way. All right. Oh, he's gonna butcher names. Let's go. Oh, let's, let's go. go. It. Yeah. I'll right. wait for this all evening. So let's uh, rotten tomatoes as new tradition dictates. Not that one. What am I doing? Oh, the woman. Okay. I, I'm looking at me time. Six percent. I'm like, that's not the woman. Oh, no, that's me time. <laughs> that sounds like me time. Which, trust me. I've watched me time. Feels about right. It has some good giggles though. Anyway, so <clears throat> the woman, woman king on rotten tomatoes. The tomato meter is sitting at a ninety-four percent. Nine-four. Yeah. And the, the audience score is sitting at 99%. Yep. 99%. So good. Good, good, good. Good number. I believe it, one. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, I was pleasantly surprised by this movie. I, I actually really enjoyed this one. This is directed by Gina Price Blythewood. The cast of Viola Davis, who is awesome, by the way. Thuso Mbeda as Nawi. Lashana Lynch as Izogi. Sheila Atim, these names, I'm sorry, I'm just butchering them. Amenza. John Boyega, of course, we know from Star Wars. Hero finds Tiffin as Santo Fiera. Jamie Lawson. Yeah, that's Ray finds his nephew. Yeah. Voldemort. Yep, I do know that. Oh, excuse <clears throat> me. And I think something that stood out to me, only because I saw the name and didn't quite expect it, is Maria Bello, is, she's a writer of this and part of the architect creatively of this story, which I thought okay. was... Um, you guys know Maria Maria Bello. She um, she's done she's been doing movies for twenty years now. She replaced Rachel Rachel Vice in um, uh, the Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, I think it was called, as uh, as Brennan's wife. Yeah, so she has a play in this too. I just saw I just saw the name. I thought that was interesting. So let's talk about it for a second, gentlemen. How fare we with the Woman King? Give me your ten second breakdown. Your your, your sum it up for ten seconds. I like this movie a lot. Incredible ownage. I, I agree. <laughs> it's got a lot of great things going on. Chris, what, what, what say you? Um, ten seconds on this movie. Uh, this movie has a lot of a lot of character, a lot of heart, and there is a lot to like in this movie. Very, uh, let's say like '90s crit- uh, critic saying, like on 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 the back of a VHS. Yeah, yeah. Like you just said, the back of VHS. Roger, tell us what the Woman King is all about. So the Woman King is about a tribe in Africa. Uh, I'm sorry, I guess is tribe the right term. I guess it is right. I mean, so it's a kingdom. Yeah. So, so. I don't know. Tribe. So it's about a 
an African kingdom that has it is ruled by a king who has an entire army of like specialized army, not because they have a regular army as well, of yep. uh, of really hardcore warrior women. Hardcore is a good word. And um, this is their story. Apparently, it's a little bit inaccurate um, historically. I don't really know how that matters here. There is some buzz about that, about some liberties they took. However, this is a movie. So, um, but yeah, that's it. This is their story and how it came to a head of like them getting I guess, away. away from a certain part of their lifestyle. Yep. So, part yeah. of their history. So and it's set in the early eighteen, like eighteen thirties, eighteen eighteen twenty eight. Okay, late eighteen twenties then. So before we dig into the movie, Chris, I think you were able to word it the best uh, before we started recording. Why don't you just there's all whatever's going on in social media about the Woman King? Oh, so I mean, so so there there's some buzz about the movie. Uh, I guess you could say political buzz uh, on on both sides of the political aisle, and in the end. They both both sides have bad takes currently with the way that this movie has been portrayed. Uh, and in the end, if you haven't seen the movie, you can't really have a you can't really criticize the movie for what you haven't seen because again, I've seen bad takes on both sides. There's a lot of people that are upset about the about the changing of the history uh, involved in this, but then the comments go so far as to say that 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 like it's painting certain people as complete heroes when they weren't. But at the same time. They don't do that. They absolutely address uh, that the tr- that the, our tribe of of warrior women that we follow they have been a part of they've been a part of the slave trade in Africa for some time and they're trying to break away from trading so, their own people, their own people and their own and their own prisoners. Yep. You know, to uh, what is it? The English, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's you know, and it's something that they're actively trying to get away from in this movie. So it's it's fine. It is completely addressed in the yes. movie. Yes, and whether that's accurate or not, though, mm-hmm. I don't well, know. True. But it's just one of those things where if you haven't actually seen this movie, then it's not fair for you to have a hard opinion on it until you've seen what you're criticizing. The other side of that is that when you know when you are talking about this ahead of time, you should probably you know, or if you're going to make something that has history involved, you have to be okay with the criticism that comes with the inaccuracies of the history in your story. True, but it's one of those things where this is a piece of entertainment media, and they used. They used a timeline and a time period to depict the story they wanted to tell, and this is the movie that we get. And this movie, whether good. you like it or not, it's pretty damn good for a lot of reasons. Yes, sir. Yep. Very well said, Chris. I also I just want to emphasize one thing you said is I if you haven't seen something, you really can't have an opinion on it that other than I haven't seen it, but here's what I hear. <laughs> no. And you really can't I, I'm that is there's ripe with that these days of everyone giving their opinions, but they haven't seen a movie. What are you talking? It's like going to class from college without having done the assigned reading. You can't, you you can't participate in the conversation. I did that all the time though. Well, fine. What's assigned reading? (laughs) Fine. But in theory, you shouldn't go to class without doing the assignment first. All right. In theory, I can accept that. All right. In theory. So I've proven his theory wrong. (laughs) I think we, I think Americans um, education proves that theory wrong. All right. So anyway, the I mean, this movie starts out, I think, in a very strong way for what you're going to get out of the rest of your viewing. Pleasure. Oh, yeah, it does. So this movie starts out with a with an at dawn battle with with the uh, what are they? The Agoje, the Agoje warriors. Yep. And it's just the Agoje warriors from the Dahomey tribe. There we go. Yeah. yeah all right. Is, 
Good luck getting that right the rest of the night. (laughs) (laughs) It is an absolute, I think, brilliant way to start this film because you get they show you right away savagery. Just just what the what the tone of this movie is is going to hold, what to expect, and just how badass these these women warriors are, and it's. It, they do a fine job with this opening, like what, like six minutes? Oh, it's it's just yeah, it's strong, brutal savagery, and it's it's at its finest. It's great. Well, I I agree. It's important to establish that that I mean we're talking we're talking we're if you're we're setting a tone there. This is very bloody and very I think very well choreographed too. I was oh, yeah. always I was I very impressed by the choreography in this. Oh yeah, good fight it, scenes. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel too much like it didn't feel quite like John Wick is like perfect nah. perfect and flawless choreography but it was almost there. So one thing I do want to mention because this movie is only rated PG-13 by the way. Yep. It is an incredibly violent and bloody movie for PG-13. Yep, I agree. Well, so, let, let me ask which you is impressive question. actually, which I know how much what kind of body count you could have to have a PG-13 movie now and it's well, up there. How do you how do you tell a story like this without being you know, gory, bloody, and well, it's not savage. even. Listen, I, I after watching this movie, I think I don't think you could tell the story without some savagery in it. I just don't think you could, just because of how powerful and uh, well organized and meticulous that their battle plans are at some points, and how absolutely brutal that some of these ladies are. They are absolute killers, yeah. man, and it's impressive. And it was. Excellent to watch, by the way. And if you want to take it a step further, just just to maybe like, so we talk about the brutality and the savagery. I think as a as warrior women, I think you have to use that upfront savagery as a part of a part of you know the way that you fight because of the people you're going to be against. You're going to be against other warriors and almost always men, all men from these other tribes. That savagery and that brutality probably played a lot into the favor of their successes too, because it's it's a all of a sudden all this is coming at you and it's it it has they to be, are not at a disadvantage. Yeah, it, it's 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 got it has to have taken you know their their foes you know aback at a huge disadvantage to, on on their part. I, I agree, and it's important to establish, especially on the outside of this, what you're going to be sitting down for. Yeah, and just as a, did you guys feel that it was its length or did you feel or did it drag to you in some places i mean i, I had i had a little bit where I, okay it drug for me in one part um at about the two-thirds mark we get a little bit of a lull where like they're doing planning and stuff now that being said this movie is a little bit long it is it could be a little bit shorter but i don't feel like after watching this movie that it was like oh my god it was two hours and 15 minutes so but, I did feel the runtime at the very end. I, well, so that's the thing. You get worn out by the end of it. Yeah. Right? But like, I, I wasn't watching the movie thinking, you know, at any point, you know, okay, this needs to hurry up. It was just as the movie continued on, I was like, oh, okay, we are still going until it finally does come to its to its conclusion. Mm-hmm. A little long. But it, 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 there's no point in this movie where I was just like, oh, my God, get this over with. So there's not, nothing wrong with any particular parts of the movie. They, just, they, had, they had a lot of story they wanted to tell. They, tell, they told it. They tell it. And I want to ask you guys this question at this part of the conversation is, does this scream big Hollywood to you? Because it does me. Like all it the does. like all the, the, the way they told the story, the, the dramatic flourishes in the music and the characters, this does speak big Hollywood to me as if I'm very glad we got this on theatrically and not on a streaming service. Oh, well, 100%. No, this movie, this movie is polished. I mean, we talked about the choreography for a second, but that's right. not the only thing. I mean – 
the the music in it, the costume design, the you know the dance choreography that happens at a few points in this too, like everything about this movie does scream polish. And I think it's budget. This budget I showed Roger a little bit ago. It's not that big though. It's only it's, fifty million. It, it is only fifty million, but fifty million is not a little bit of money either, though. Well, yeah. no. It's well, not. so hold on. I, I would say that it is in this case. I think this is the cast of characters. Not that anybody besides Viola, Viola Davis is. Well, I guess John Boyega. John, John, John Boyega probably made a good bit of money too. Okay. There is not exactly an A-list level of money going into this cast. Now, this cast is great. Oh, Don't get me wrong. But none of those people besides the two that I've mentioned are making, like, commanding amounts of money okay. here. So the money that they have, you know, you have a lot of people, a lot of moving parts here. So mm-hmm. that's not that big of a budget when you break that down, you know. Well, well, I mean, actually, I- listen, they spend some money on some set work and yeah. all that stuff. And there is some... There is some actual like explosion stuff, so you know some stunt stunt work really went into this yeah. too. I mean, I, I I think generally speaking, fifty million is fifty million in a budget, though. Sure, you know what I mean. It, it mean it means that a movie should, you know, we say it all the time. It's probably got to make about a hundred million to break even in most cases. Yep. So so it's still a, it's still a decent chunk. To go it's got after. a ways to go to get there too. By the it way, it does unfortunately. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm actually surprised to hear that's all the budget was, given the movie that we saw. Yeah, um, I mean, I I, I can. It make feels bigger than that size. to me. It does. It does feel bigger than that though. But that's good. I mean, that's they they stretch the small that's, budget. Yeah. Impressive, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Much, much, much bigger. So let's talk about some some of the some characters. Let's talk about Viola Davis for one second. Incredible. Viola Davis is one of the <laughs> is one of the premier women <laughs> actresses on the planet. Already, like, yeah, yeah. She's I mean, that, one of the best. Not to take anything away from Viola Davis's, you know, acting in this in this movie. It's Viola Davis, man. Like, you know, it's she's she's just fantastic, and she just does it again here. Like it doesn't take, I don't, I'm not taking away from how good she is, but it's just, if you're shocked at this point, that's on you, buddy. You probably need to watch some movies with her in it. And until you understand just who you're watching on screen at this point, Ah uh, man, I, I tell the story a couple of times in the show, but I, when I was on fences and had to go to set to watch her and Denzel and I and had to get something excited. So I'd like when they lock something down, you, you, you can't go anywhere until the scene is over. And those scenes were very long. Mm-hmm. And so I got to watch those two. Oh my goodness. That, it, it, it sent chills up and down my spine to watch those two go back and forth. Vi- Viola being probably the stronger of the two on, on, on screen. And that's saying something because Denzel is also <laughs> Denzel's on the other side of that. <laughs> yeah. And it's just watching her in some of these scenes in the woman King, it, she is electrifyingly good. I mean, she's, she's got to be one of the premier women in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, she's she's got to be one of the top five has to be. And I mean, so do you, as a little side do you think that she's been one of the driving forces to get this movie made? I, I would Probably. imagine so. I would imagine. I, so. I mean, I imagine so, but but I mean, unless unless something like that is said, there's no way to know that. But I, it's a, it's I don't a, doubt it. It's a great vehicle for her too, because listen, we know that she's excellent, right? Yeah. We've never really seen her in like an action forward role either, because now listen, I I guess when I say action forward, like this isn't necessarily an action movie, right? It's like it, it's not like big guns and explosions, but this is something different for someone like her. And she never once seems like she's out of place here. Well, I was going to say like the one thing that she does, I think better than anything else she does on this is that her, she commands presence. Yes. When she's on screen, yep. she feels like a leader of women. Yeah. She feels movie. like if there was a group of women around and she was there, she would be their goddamn leader. 100%. <laughs> yes. Yep. It, it, it's, and it's impressive because, because, yep. There's scenes where she doesn't say much besides grunts at people, and it's just 
she's in fucking charge. Well, so Netflix, I'm, I'm, sword and like, yep. you. I'm, I'm glad you bring impressive. that up. I'm glad you bring that up, Chris, because gravitas is something we talk about a lot, especially, yes. with, mm-hmm. especially with these, uh, you know, these movies like Extraction and Atomic Blonde, and you know, all these movies with like have the insane action sequences. You got to also have the talent to back it up, and I oh, think God. I think Viola Davis she is has all the talent. She 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 is one of the best casting of this film, and it's like not to say take away anything from anyone else because it's a great cast i was gonna um, say no i like i think this entire cast is a is a knockout like it's i can't think of one person that was casted in this and would have rolled her in and thought and i, I can't think of anyone to do it differently like well the lupita, casting for this is great well lupita nyong'o was supposed to be in the lashana lynch role but she okay. she okay. Op- she opted out for reasons if you want to google you can excuse me you can find out pretty pretty simply mm-hmm. but i mean the person Lashana Lynch is not a bad bad replacement for anybody, oh, no. and what I like about Viola in this role is there are so few times I watch a film and tell myself I can really believe that person is that person. I mean, actors—that's their job. They're portraying a character. Is I believe that Viola Davis is, and we 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 you know we talked about her for several minutes now, glowingly talking about her. So I just want to I just want to say I, she and the movie kind of the validity of this movie kind of stands or falls with whoever they casted. To play this character, this movie lives or dies by, and it lives because of Viola Davis is just phenomenal. Yeah. So that's just, I think that's what we're trying to say in the past, past five, five minutes. So let's talk about some of the story is, <clears throat> some of the story is, is this is about an all-women tribe, well, all-women special, like special forces almost, mm-hmm. army of a kingdom in Africa. Who, Pretty much. And, kill squad. <laughs> you're right. She's a kill squad. They are a kill squad. Um, and it's I, one of the things I love is when they're returning after the opening scene and people are bowing their heads because you're not supposed to look directly at them. Nope. The king does not want that. It's like the, when the little kid looks at him. That's what oh, I yeah. was going to say yeah. is like there's an incredible – There's like a soothing gentleness to that. After just having seen this absolutely savage beating of what these women can do and, and how they just destroy their enemies. And then to see this little – this little, like, I want to call it like a, a heartwarming moment between, because a little kid off, you tell a little kid not to look, what are they going to do? Look. Look, yes. exactly. So he's like doing this thing where like he's putting his hand in front of his face and he like moves his finger so he can see. And like one of the women sees it, walks up to him all badass and then leans down and then just gives him a wink and keeps going. Like, that's a great moment, I think. Right, she should have ripped his throat out. <laughs> yeah, but that's, it really offsets. Teach you a lesson. Well, it, it, ass kids. Teach everyone else around yeah. a lesson. It offsets what who they are in battle versus who they are in society well so i think it goes a step further than that it's showing that it's showing that they are women warriors while they have the the capability and the and the ability to to be as savage and brutally efficient as they are they also are you know they are also women and it like that theme is carried through this movie where they're, they're also nurturing. They're also, they're also caring of their people Yeah, to their own. Yeah. It, it's one of those things where I think it's showing the duality there that very much exists and why they are successful in the way that they are. That's a good, it's a good word. Duality, Chris points for you and dichotomy. I was, I always like to use that one too. That's my dichotomy word. Was, was Roger. That's my word. Okay. It's your word. <laughs> I invented it. I'm just renting it. Fine, fine, fine. I'll, I'll, it. <laughs> So the story here you owe me is twenty dollars done. The story is you heard that right. I yeah, you'll get it in eighteen years. How, how does what that the sound? Fuck? Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the story is this tribe is they're involved in the African slave trade, or at least mm-hmm. all the moving pieces that at this time that was going on is the African slave trade. And the land war, by the way. Mm-hmm. 
well, several that land wars, like for. a bunch of little land wars that you know keep yeah. popping up. And, they have a, I mean, they have a, they have a part to play in the in the African slave trade. Is the way that it, that, that yep. it's set up. And this in this particular tribe is is very sad. We just got done talking about that, and and we've just been talking about the the savage nature of this tribe and whom when they defeat people, which they are a massive presence in their in their community in their land. They then the people they defeat are given to who we are given as the Oyo Empire, the villains. Um, then to do with to do with what they will within within the parameters of the slave trade. What's going on yep. in in 1828 Africa? Um, and this is about them seeing their role in this and ch- trying to change their role in this. And I I, I kind of dig that actually. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're trying to break away from something that they... They have other resources they want to trade instead yep. of their own people. Yeah, and they're, they're, yeah, they're trying... They, I think I think Viola Davis' character says it at one point where where they are... Their wealth is being gained at the expense of, of their own people, which is which is making them weak, weaker overall. Agreed, agreed. And the king even gives a few, uh, a few speeches as to, we, you know, we need to stop. Our people aren't to be traded we need to we 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 have our minds are strong and our resources that we can also trade are also valuable oh he was ready to go to war right right away oh yeah so the people don't care him, hey we should probably do we should probably hey, hey, out of hey this. boss yeah <laughs> now uh, that's a good segue into we can talk about uh uh john john boyega's john boyega uh depiction of, of of the king in this i think he's fantastic in this movie too, king right? king gezo yeah I, yep. I think he does a pretty great I job think, I man. Think he killed it as well <laughs> i mean what though is john boyega bad in besides star wars <laughs> well so, I mean, I mean, that's that's fine to say but we just talked about how viola davis is always good and we talked about how great she's in this too i think sure. the same can be said of no no he's he's excellent you're right he is. you're right he, he deserves props for this he does very well yeah, he's i mean he's very command again commanding on screen but that plays into the um in to the the twin kings mythology that this tribe has yes so it's you have two very commanding leaders within this tribe one an actual king and one the general to the king mm-hmm. and it, it's just it's a great it, it's a great side-by-side role of these two actors and these two characters on screen i think i think it, it was done perfectly by these two and they play so well together they do. like off of they each do, other right it's yeah so strong oh yeah even I when agree. like there's defiance yep and it's still Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell this king has a lot of respect for, for his general. I and, mean, if it came down to it, she'd fuck him up. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> badly. Well, yeah. <laughs> but you can say that about about a lot of societies and their honor guard and things True. like that, too. Yes. Uh, well, so the one thing the next I want to get into is where the little girl comes into the story. How she becomes part of this story. Maui? Uh, Maui, yeah. How she becomes integral to... Because when she's introduced, it's kind of... I mean, she's not a little girl. Well, I mean... Stature-wise, she's not... say she's like 19? She, yeah, she, okay, she, okay I, I, didn't, I didn't catch the age. So she is, oh, well, much younger than a lot of the other, you know, warrior women here. But her her story is a little different. Now, she mm-hmm. is... Her father has pretty much promised her to uh, this... He's trying to sell her off. Yeah. As, uh, for she's, marriage. She's, she's going to be She's going to be married to a man older than her father. Who is not is not the nicest of guys, as we find if we find find out. But I mean that I mean that is, I, I imagine that's a, that that's pretty accurate for back for back then. And she defies him, pushes him down, and says, "You know what? I'm not going to take disrespect like that." She just um, lays him on his ass. Yeah. I'm out. Sorry, Dad. I'm have been standing there. <laughs> and then she finds her way into 
uh, into this kingdom and then be, trains to become one of these warriors, these absolute killing machines, and then becomes part of the story through that way. But it's her character also serves a couple purposes here. One, I don't want to spoil, but her, her character also serves for us to learn about this kingdom because there's no reason for them to talk about, oh, well, and no, no man can go past this line because of this. And, oh, we train this way. But, I mean, you have to have someone who's going through all that for, yeah. for our benefit so we yeah. learn through them. And it's interesting. Yeah, it is. And, and I, I, think, I think the vessel in which we go on this ride to learn all these things, I think it was, a, I think it was perfect. It, 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 we learn well, about this in a very natural seeming way instead of it being forced. And also natural with the, with the, the, the other guy who becomes very important in this. Um, his friendship with Maui and and kind of how that develops and that becomes very important too and I, I think like that's got to be one of the more linchpins of this of this movie is you know all on his action does does a, do a few things happen and yes. I, I I really kind of appreciate how they've kept they kept those two stories kind of congruent is Maui's and his story and they've kind of kept those side by side while still maintaining the bigger the the, the bigger picture at, 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 at hand, which is the, the kingdom and where it fits in all of this. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, guys. Sorry, I was just talking. I was open the floor. Uh, you're right. I mean, he really does drive that forward. And, yeah. You know, the, the actions that are taken there, especially come to the end, um, really do matter as well. Mm-hmm. You know, his family is from his, what his mother was from. His mother was from, was from Dahomey. Yep. And yeah, it, it leads some sort of kinship and respect and helps, you know, really is like the crux of the movie, you know. So, Roger, let me ask you, where did this movie start to grind down for you kind of to a halt? So it starts honestly. So I talk about him being part of the crux of the movie. He's also part of some of the slowest parts of this movie, yep. you know, like walking around at night in the dark talking and you should come see me. Yeah. After dark, <laughs> I can't. But you should anyway. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck, man! So they do set up that she does have a soft spot for, for her, like, like for some of the some of these like you know younger angsty urges, right? Because yes, she is flirting with um with the the guys with the guns, the riflemen, yep, you know, and things like that too. Mm-hmm. And she gets called out directly about it. So I mean, this isn't outside of the scope of her character, you know. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's just, and it does at least bridge nicely into the fact that she keeps on putting herself in situations to not be a part of the squad anymore. Idiot. She's breaking the goddamn rules. But yep. But I, I do agree with you though, that these are kind of the slower points of the movie. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, they're valuable. But they they're, they do take a long time to develop. They are, and they are integral to like to where this ends up. But. I, I it's I just don't think they had any other way to write these things in besides the way that they they found a way to put them in. Yeah. Well, so there is a family storyline in this too, which you weren't a big fan of, Chris, I think right? It, I am not a big fan of of the family storyline in this. I'm the Fast and Furious tie into this movie is not something that I'm okay Wait, with. Hold on, I wonder hold on. if that's true though. <laughs> I mean, hold like on. that. I wonder if that's a true part of the actual story. I what I've read that is completely that is a complete fabric. Okay. That is complete fabrication in this story. Okay. From what I've read, that's what I was going to ask you, Chris. Did you feel like this? Do you feel like that was forced? Like it was oh, not? They, they, they wanted that. Someone wanted that, and so they 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 kind of just let other parts of the narrative go so they could put that in the, yes. family, the family aspect. I think so. And here's the thing: my take on this is is that a your movie's already a little long. Yeah, and then and it was already good without it. And yeah, all of these scenes that involve this this whole family piece, which I don't want to say too much because it is super spoiler if you haven't seen this movie yet. Mm-hmm. It 
it's just unnecessary and it's eye rolly because it's just it's just one of those things where like of course this is where you're gonna go with this Why? if you remove every piece of 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 that storyline from this movie your movie is not hurt in any way shape or form it doesn't further the movie it's just kind of there because it doesn't actually amount to anything it doesn't really it, circle back it doesn't it really it, it doesn't it just doesn't matter to anything that happens in this film it's just a side thing that just feels very much in because someone thought it'd be something cool to put in the movie. And I just don't agree with it. This movie is stronger without that forced storyline when you're already telling such an impactful and awesome and well-made story to begin with. Well, here's the, here's why I thought it was kind of forced is because this is in a, in a way kind of, it is kind of a love story, but it's not like your general, it's a love. I mean, this is about the bond of, these women, what they go through, and they they watch out for each other. So yeah. you are that's a family bond. There, but, but, so, but I was going to say, I think I can counter. I, I think I can lean into my point with that statement you made yourself. Is that the movie is about family and family and being to, <laughs> and being together, no matter the circumstances. The fact that she, that that she became a part a part of the Agoge made her family. She got to live her life a quarter mile at a time. She <laughs> didn't. She didn't need. A direct, actual link to family. No, she did. That could have been her family because she was accepted by these women as family. They said that when they came in. Yep. So you already, you already. As long as you passed the test, as long as you passed, which is a fuck. Listen, that test was my in my. That was the highest point of this movie for me. It was awesome. I got, I had chills during the test, especially the end of it, man. Holy crap, man! Like that was such a awesome build up moment. Like that was that was the coolest shit I've seen on in a film in a while. Yeah, that was awesome. Such was a, cool. I mean, because like you're waiting for this and you're cheering the whole time for you know for our for more than one character and like when it happens, it feels good. It's awesome and it just oh it man, yeah, it works, man. this is such a build up of excitement and just awesomeness in that scene. Mm. Whole thing. I almost I, would, I almost would have preferred that because these women are such killing machines and they don't really. Did they slaughter everyone who didn't complete the course? Yeah. Just... Yes. No. No. Oh, um, bathing the blood of of the, of the failures. Yeah. yeah. Bathing the blood of the innocent. <laughs> Is they didn't? I, I was just. I guess an alternative way to show the family thing of her acceptance without going that the the overly written Hollywood style that, that that they did go was that she was maybe unaccepted by a couple of the girls and then after a key battle where she held her own instead of saying okay you're in they like. They hand her a weapon of the tribe and say, and to to say to us, okay, now they accept her as an equal. That's they would have handed her a Corona at the picnic table, and they sat outside the garage. No. Anyway, that's I a would... hell of a reference. Fuck you. That's funny as <laughs> shit. <laughs> anyway, I think I, I see what you're, I see where you're where you're going with that, Grayson. But I don't think that's necessary. I think I think the way the story's written. Just minus the family, the family tie that they try to make is fine because the, test, the story's good. The test is the acceptance. It doesn't need anything else. I think is, I think is the strength of this movie. It just speaks to yeah. it. As long as you pass the test, yeah, it you're doesn't in this need group. anything else for acceptance and family. It's the fact that she's cho- she she's in the palace. She's training as an agoge and she passes that test. They're sisters now. Yep, done. And I think that's such a strong message in its own. You know that that they'll take you in. And accept you, you know, for who you are, whether you're family or not, directly. Yep. So can we talk about, let's talk about the big battle scene for just a minute. Wait, wait, well, I mean, the big battle scene or the ending battle the scene? The big battle scene. The big battle scene. The daylight battle, or the, with the fire and yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, the jump on them, uh, you know, for surprise them, surprise attack. That is so well done for oh, me. I think so. Like, tactically mm-hmm. and physically. Like, it looks real as hell. Yeah. Um, with smoke and explosions and, you know, listen, it's the 1820s, so there's not a whole lot of stuff that blows up, but they make stuff blow up, yep. which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, there's some rad one-on-one fights in these big oh. groups that look pretty badass. And listen, not everybody comes out okay here. I was going to say, we, we lose some we, people we, we lose like pe- here. We lose important people here. Yeah. And I think that's important, you know, because it does add to the realism. Because listen, obviously, you know, there's some fabrication of this, but it is based in real life. Oh, yeah. Not everybody comes out okay here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really does look awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like a heart pounding, like, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. All, well, like, eight other things are happening at one time. So, you get to see all their skills at work, and it's pretty cool to see. So, you mentioned that not everybody makes it out, and there's some key players there. Something else this movie does really well is all the side characters. Yes, they all. None of them don't feel like they have the, like enough time. They're all they're all very fleshed out, and like I cared about each and every one of the people that they meant for us to care about. Like I'm invested in each of these people. I there's reasons why I like them and don't like them, and I'm rooting for them the whole way through for like for because of their own, you know, they have their own motives that are all all for you know for their you know for their tribe still. But it just I cared about all the characters. I think they were really well fleshed out. So it does hurt when we lose some of these characters, and we do. And it's yep. they're big moments. It's sad. It, 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 it yeah, is. Which is as impactful as you can be. Yep. And another piece, you talk about the big battle. I think another one of my favorite scenes is right before the big battle when they're all getting pumped up for it. Mm-hmm. And they're and they're doing their you know, the ritual dance, and everyone's getting all pumped up. That's awesome. Before. Dude, cool shit. I, I want to go fight somebody. Let's go. <laughs> I was getting... I was getting hyped up in the theater like this movie does such a good job with all this yep it does it's, handle it, it all very it does handle handle it all better than we've seen it in a very long time it's just it's just i don't it's for me the one thing to think about this movie is we talked about some stuff that we you know, we didn't really appreciate already in this movie and even that still works yeah. it just detracts from the overall yeah the overall just a little bit but look man this movie comes out and um, i'm sure we're we're nearing scoring time. Like you're going to find out this movie's pretty goddamn good. Um, and I'm talking like not the best thing I've ever seen in a long time. Ever, but I mean, this checks all the boxes of a good movie It's very well made, excellently acted. And that's really what you want. Excellently casted too. Yes. Like, it just the, the, the people in this film, now that I've seen it, I can't imagine anybody else playing, playing the characters we get. It just, it's so good. It flows so well. There's just so much chemistry on screen amongst so many cross cross characters. Oh yeah, so it's just it a just lot of moving parts here. Yeah, you have many rivalries within the new recruits. You have rivalries within the uh, you know the old guard. I guess you could call them within the wives and you know and mm-hmm. everything that's going on politically. There's just so many characters that have these like these small little interrelationships going on, and it makes the pieces fit. Man. It does, and it makes you care about all the characters. Yep. Just fantastic job with the whole thing on that. Well, this movie's not perfect. Let's just let's, let's not say no. That. I'm not saying no, it's perfect. It is, but it's, it it is pretty it damn is, good. It, it is, ain't a ten, so it's not perfect. But it is it's pretty damn good, good though. Um, what what is there anything you guys really didn't like about it besides this grinding to a halt and maybe some of the forced family and stuff? Is there anything not, else you guys didn't like about not it? Not really. And like I said, though, even the stuff that we did talk about negatively, it's not even that bad. It just if you didn't have some of that, it probably flows a little bit better to me. But this movie's pretty good across the board, so. I'm okay with most of that. I mean, the things the things I really didn't like in this movie is 
is the family storyline they tie in. Like I rolled my eyes hard. It took me out a little bit just because of the unnecessary, the unnecessary, you know, thing that that was. And then I guess, I guess the, um, the, not the last fight scene, but like the way things line up at the very end, I think it's kind of just, you know, it's convenience. And it was I a really, nice little bow on the end of it. Yeah. A little too clean. Ex- yeah, exactly. I know what you mean. But other than it's that. It's not that bad, no. though. No, it isn't that bad. But, I mean, if I'm, if I'm going to pick out the things that I didn't like, those, those would be it. It's like, you know, the, the, the family thing, the runtime's a little long, and just how neatly they tie that bow at the end of this movie. It just it, does, it doesn't fit the rest of the of the. The, the chaoticness that is this that is this film, but it's like it's a wonderful chaos. I don't think any of it is chaos. I just if it, if it is chaos, it's, it's planned and and properly executed chaos. But I think the ending was kind of like you know the Lord of the Rings, like you just this the screen kept fading black and you got another one and then another ending and then another ending. And I mean, I just I don't know. Well, how... I just want to go home. It's three nineteen in the morning. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, but I. Oh, was I that just th- me? Sorry, that was just you. But I, I thought that the, especially the endings at the end, with it's, it, it didn't. The additional five minutes of the forced stuff, I don't think it added a whole bunch. Well, so here's the movie. thing. Here's the thing. It, it wasn't our story to tell either. It, it, and again, it's what we got. It, I can just point out. That I, I feel like it was just a lot of things that you know, you already had a strong story, you know, you could have taken that out and your movie is not hurt at all by that storyline, not being there period. I agree. And that's, I mean, that, that might've been a thing for Viola is like, no, I want this. And you, you don't say no to Viola Davis, Maybe. So, I mean, no, you do not, which is uh, fine. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, she so, got most of the decisions, right? <laughs> how about that test where, 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 where they both got the, uh, the spear in their chest? Oh my goodness. <sighs> oh man. I like uh, that and the thorns, man. The thorns. Okay. Sketch me out a little bit. Yeah. Like, like I was like, I was kind of pulling them out of her later. I'm just like, Pulling them out later is fine, man. Like watch, watch, watching, watching that happen, and like just, I, I felt myself getting like you know the heebie-jeebies in my seat, man. I don't like that at all. I don't like, I don't like foot pain. Let me ask pain. you something. Let me ask. Could you have sort of have successfully completed these tests? That they're going oh through? God, I'm I'm a giant American pansy. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, I, I definitely couldn't have survived that. But I, I mean, look, be there to start with. So. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of extra meat on my bones. I'd have been dinner. That's fair. That's fair. I yes. yeah. A lot of the. I mean, but if you want to make the best of the best warriors in your in your world, then that's how you do it. Yeah. You 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 teach them to disregard pain and fight through it. And oh yes, yeah. that's what happens when you get those. I don't know. Like I don't know that that scene, the whole that whole test scene, man. I've already said it, but that whole thing is wild, man. This the the spear in the in the in the shoulder. That that's what got me. Is I couldn't like I was like I was found myself like edging in my seat. Like I found myself yep. like. Whew, like starting to breathe heavy and like I just I don't know how you guys dealt with that but I was not I just I was watched kinda... it like a normal human like <laughs> I said you. you must be exhausting to watch a movie with <laughs> I'm not exhausting why am I getting exhausting um, I think the one thing I did love the most I did not thank you I think right. the one thing just that I it. love the most about this is the emotion works it does oh, and yeah. as so many of the movies that we watch and talk about is that's the one thing that utterly fails is and that's the one thing you should always get right in a film is emotion because that's you know at least american cinema like emotion is a big part of it so to me when emotion works then the movie works it's just working on pros and or like the what do you call it when like the writing pros versus the execution then it's just like fine-tuning what you already have once the emotion works i mean i mean we lose a key character in this and she's not even a, she, she's a side character 
You know what I mean? But it's important. And like when we lose her, man, like like I was like I was deflated first. It was it hurt. It was like oh, yep. Yes, but I I also think that that Heroes scene dead. that scene you're talking about is I also think that was what what happened after the action with that scene was done was completely. Uh, to be honest, they they just killed them both. They just shot the other one in the head and moved on with their day. I paid one hundred forty anyway. bucks to not get this one shot. Well, fine, but I mean, it's just to me, it was kind of rang a little bit false. Why? Because it, they didn't. So people you're selling as slaves, and once they they try to escape and fail, you're probably just going to kill them. Why wouldn't you still want to get profit for oh, your, I, oh, I for don't your know. That, that, that may just be me thinking, like maybe overthinking it. But yes, yeah, okay, fair. Or terribly underthinking it. The person still that person still wants money. Yep. Oh, and he owe me more because he shot. Yeah, and, yeah, and now he probably owes a few owes a few debts to the injuries and things that happened from his stuff. Yeah, he probably wants to make some money off of that. Yep. So that's fair, I guess. I also, we're not going to stick around after I buy you. We're just leaving. <laughs> yeah, I'm just <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. Yep. See ya. All right, then, gentlemen. Is there anything you want to say before we move into scoring this movie? I think we're pretty good here. Yeah, I think so. I, I think I think I said everything I wanted to say about this film. All right, I will go first if that's all right. Yeah, lead um, in, buddy. I love so much about this movie. Um, I, I love the direction of this movie. I love, love, love the casting of this movie, um, especially Viola. This, to me, this is an eight. <laughs> I was really like, I just want to get it out there. To me, I think this is an eight. Um, I enjoyed myself in the theater. I found myself pleasantly surprised at multiple story points, which I'm usually dis- disappointed in. But I think this movie makes a lot of right choices way more right choices than it makes wrong choices which is sad to say not the not usually how it plays out in the for these big hollywood blockbusters that we watch hmm. oh i'll go second uh, i think that this is one of the better movies i've seen all year i'm a sucker for these kinds of movies though so like like in general like, like troy um <laughs> troy uh, gladiator all these all these kinds of movies i'm already a sucker for to begin with and there's just a lot that is firing on the right cylinders in this film for me. I had a great time watching it. I think there there's so many good things in this film that I can I can overlook the things I don't like about it. This is an eight for me. This is a solid ass movie in my opinion. The fact that I got I don't get chills. I'm not like Grayson, right? I don't get chills in a movie. But like <laughs> I I got I had that during the uh, the, the the test scene awesome and then i i got hyped up in the film when they're getting hyped up man like i was connected to this this was awesome this is an eight i like this movie well that's good so i'll round out our eight trio here uh this movie is very good um is one of the better ones we've seen in a while um i'll recommend this to most folks um it just it works like even when it's not that great it still works Mm -hmm. so yeah even the negative stuff once you watch this movie you understand it's still fits and it still works and that's hard to pull off um to get all the you know all the pieces that come into come into play and still still come out with a pretty solid score oh, yeah. so um an eight, an eight is where what i give it and i recommend that everybody watch this movie so i agree it's a good one it's just there's a there's a lot of moving parts here that all fit very well yep they, they do a good job with all the things in this that need to be done well and done right all right yes i 100 percent agree with what you guys said I was actually I was teetering on a seven and a half, and I was like, "No, I got I, I got to go eight. I got to go eight. It was just that that much of an experience for me that I got to go eight. 
All right, this has been episode 297A of Ford Love Cinema. Hey. I like the question question mark. A. <laughs> Each two episode posts every Tuesday morning and uh, and Friday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcast, Podbean, Google Podcast, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I'm at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. I'm Christopher Bond. I'm on the next episode. I have no Twitter. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always post things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at Don't Worry, Darling, theatrically, and Lou from Netflix.